As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, December 30th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we've got Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. Back from the Midwest, it's my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey yo. Hey. hey yo. And once again, filling in for J.D., it's OKC's finest. Andrew Schleck. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. Glad to be back one more time in 2021. Oh, yes. Our final show of 2021. Maybe our final show, well, hopefully, for a long time here on the StreamYards. Slash Zooms to everybody else is what they think this is. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back in the Classic Factory come the start of 2022 with the other guys, Lily and JD. But shout out to the stream team right now joining us live on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We're going to hit the beach later in today's pod, so stick around for that. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. And finally, The Athletic is running a very sweet end-of-the-year deal right now for all you uh, potential new customers. Just go to theathletic.com slash nodunks, and you can get a 12-month subscription for just $24. Yes, that offer. Good. Right up until 11.59 p.m. Pacific. On December 31st. So Ooh. go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. I hope if you're in Hawaii, you don't wait till 1159 <laughs> local. That's, that's a good point. Suckers. Put down your champagne on New Year's night and get yourself that athletic subscription. Uh, TK, quickly, how was it? Good times in the Midwest? Seeing friends, uh, you know, family and friends? Yeah, I saw them both. Family yeah. and friends. Saw a lot of cornfields. Saw a lot of the steering wheel. I kept a log skeets of the entire time we were gone of how many hours I spent in the car. We were gone for nine days. 42 hours I spent in the car of those nine days. That's two days of my life. Holy. Spent in a car. (laughs) Wow, with two kids and a dog. No, the dog didn't go, right? Nah, the dog dog stayed here. We had a house sitter for Yams and Wilbur, but... uh, my man was stacking up the miles. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Wow. It's uh, winter time. <laughs> oh, baby. But like Sam Yonono mentioned here in the stream team, Bulls undefeated while I was gone. They won every single <laughs> yeah. game. How many games did they play home? while you were gone? <laughs> A ton of games. Three, was it? 
Five. Four? Oh, five. There you go. Okay. Five oh, games. Me. Oh, don't worry. We'll get into it. Nice. But shout out to Sam. You know, no, he's a Bulls boy as well. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want this whole show to be about the Bulls. I mean, I really do. They're mm-hmm. the best team in the league right now. The best thing going in all of December. But we'll get to them in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before- Wilbur! Will you stop me out, buddy? This is what it's like when I'm recording. Oh, boy. I didn't even hear Wilbur. Oh, my man. He is hungry. He's been asking us for snacks since we got back. I'm putting feline feast on top of his food every single time I see him. Well, yeah, you have been you were gone nine days. <laughs> yeah, sure you had somebody watching him. I'm sure they weren't feeding him as much as you guys do. He missed you guys. I, I guess so. Um, maybe I'll let him in. Let okay. him run wild in here. We'll okay. see. Uh, okay, before we get to your bulls and the other games... And the news of the association. Andrew, we had another wedgie. And uh, number 22 on the season. This was, I guess, back on Tuesday night. And it was another alley-oop wedgie task. This one, Christian Wood. Wood wedgie. Here we go. Uh, from the Rockets. Uh, our second alley-oop wedgie of the season, which is really strange. I mean, I would have to go back through the uh, the wedgie record books to find out how many alley-oop wedgies we've had of all time. But it's not, it's not that high. I know that. No. You only get a few a year, I think. Yeah. And uh, I like how we pull out these old wedgies, a couple days old, three, four days old. Nothing like an old wedgie. Uh, <laughs> but we've had six wedgies in a week, baby. Within wow. The, within the last more week. More wedgies than Bulls wins yeah. in the more, last week. Yeah, week more wedgies so. than Trace had hours frequent driver miles in the car. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. happening. We're, uh, we are absolutely rolling. Yeah, 22 on the season. Yeah, going into the quote-unquote break for us it was just 16 so yeah it's uh they do come in bunches no doubt it's good i believe the pace is uh back over 50 here too according to wedgie i know it had ticked over that at one point so I'm not sure where it lies now you want a sicko we are wedgie stat for you guys um <laughs> yes. listen to this because i i noticed this wood wedgie happened in the second quarter and i'm like By man quarters? it feels like all of these are happening in the second quarter <laughs> i went back and checked sicko. i went back and checked of the last 11 wedgies we've had, eight are in the second quarter. Wow. That's that's a little weird. Andrew, <laughs> tell me that's weird. It's, it's very weird. <laughs> this also caps off a highly inaccurate week for Christian Wood. Yeah. Who also threw a ball at a woman in the crowd. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a special. <laughs> wow. A wood wedgie and a wood whoopsie. <laughs> that is uh, That's maybe. We were always trying to figure out what is the uh, no dunks trifecta in a game. Maybe... Maybe we were a little closer with with that. That's a good call. So there we go. Up to 22, and we're feeling good. All right, let's get into the games from uh, last night. There was lots on on Wednesday, and we got to start with John Morant fueling a second-half rally. He scores 41 to uh, come back against LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, LeBron's on fire too, Tass, but uh, John Morant, huge, huge game for him. It's a special watch when you watch John Morant. I don't think it's hyperbole to say... There is no other experience like watching John Morant. It's a it's a special, different, unique kind of experience. Like when he gets on the break, when there is space between him and the rim, the entire crowd stands up and you wonder, as Lee Ellis put it, is this guy the most athletic guy in the NBA? How do you measure that? Lee Ellis definitely didn't know how to measure that. And it's very <laughs> difficult to, 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 to uh, try and Quant- quantify what he's he is and what he's doing uh, but I, I really think there's no experience like it because he's just such a unique player and uh, people are trying to quantify that this guy could be the most improved player uh, because he he is entering this new stratosphere from good to great but I think he's entering the superstar stratosphere here in only mm-hmm. year three 
And I don't say that lightly because a, a superstar means that you can basically do anything on the floor. And for him to go 41 and 10, uh, it, it, it happened because he hit six threes, a career high for him. He's become this three-point shooter, this reliable three-point shooter, and he can hit from anywhere on the floor. And he can also win ugly games. This, this Grizzlies game was nasty. They did not deserve to win this game. They came out flat against the Lakers, uh, but he was able to drag his team to a win in the end. It, it was him and Desmond Bain who has become sort of the Grizzlies number two over, you know, the Grizzlies I'm sure thought it was Jaron Jackson, but Desmond Bain and those biceps looking great versus LeBron and Russell Westbrook in the end. And the Grizzlies stars won out. Now, the Lakers wanted this game badly. They really did want this game badly, but uh, Morant was able to create uh, whatever shots he wanted in that 11-point fourth quarter for him. And uh, I bring up Desmond Bain and, and and say that John Morant can get whatever shot he wants. It's like Desmond Bain can get whatever shot he wants. He, he is pulling up whenever uh, from wherever. He looks like such a reliable guy uh, beside John Morant. And John Morant, speaking of uh, most improved player talk, said that Desmond Bain should be the most improved player earlier. Uh, uh, second year player, get out of here. Yeah, it's a little much. I know, but um, he has been. He's but been he, yeah, he's been improved, and I don't know if the Grizzlies saw this coming as the number two beside him uh, to be the the shooting guard beside him. He had a twenty point night, and uh, they look so good together. And uh, I mentioned Desmond Bain's arms, uh, his biceps. It's a weird combo for me watching this Grizzlies team because. They've got the rare jersey that you can see the sweat on. You don't usually see that in the that's NBA. True. That's yeah. like a high school thing where, you know, you screw the, yeah. the the guy who ordered the jersey screwed up and ordered these jerseys that are sopping wet. But you can see the the sweat on Desmond Bain. And I don't mind it uh, because you just see more of his the muscularity on this guy's butt. And it's not show muscles, as I, I was tweeting about yesterday. This guy can body up LeBron. He is so freaking strong. And that backcourt, it's just hard not to talk about the backcourt going up against Braun and, and Russell Westbrook and them coming out on top. Uh, this Grizzlies team is fourth in the West. They yeah. are making a case for being a real legitimate upper conference or upper Western conference team. And obviously it's John Morant who's doing it. I guess the one question about John Morant and being a superstar is, can you stay, can he stay on the floor? That's a somewhat legitimate question. He has been hurt this year, but I think he's, he's starting to become one of those guys that can score from anywhere. No one saw this three point shot development really coming the way, the way it is now shooting 38%. That's, that's, that is great for him. And it, it's great for the Grizzlies, obviously. Yeah. John Morant, 100%, 99.9% all-star lock TK at this point, uh, you know, like with performances like this and even before it. I mean, it's a guarantee, right? Yeah, I mean, playing-wise, he's 100% a lock right now. Tass is talking him up for every single award out there, including <laughs> three-point champion. Uh, maybe it happens at the all-star break. He enters every single contest, wins three-point contest, dunk contest. Would love to see what he offers in the skills challenge. <laughs> Might set the record. Honestly, Derrick Rose won the skills challenge once upon a time. That's the guy you compare him to. Derrick mm -hmm. Rose in his third season won an MVP because he figured out how to be consistent from three-point. Not as great of a shooter as Ja Morant has been this year, and he gets to the line a lot. That's obviously one of Ja's strengths as well. He's just got a force of playing style, whatever that means. He plays really hard, and he plays with force, and that carries over to the Grizzlies. They looked awesome. As for Malik Monk... Just let that one fly, buddy. Yeah. Come on. that Should have shot that three. He had just hit a big three a couple uh, possessions before. Had an open look. Go to the hole or shoot it. 
don't decide between going to the hole and shooting it as you're catching the ball. The shot was there. I thought he should have taken it or he should have just gone straight to the hole and tried to get a layup, maybe get fouled. But a little bit of indecision problem for the Lakers lost five of six. They're bad now, huh? The Lakers? <laughs> what happened? Uh, Andrew, yeah, what do you think? The Lakers' uh, final possession there was all types of ugly. Uh, oh, <laughs> it was just the, their fit issues on full display, yeah, right? Yep. Because, like, Russ is sitting in the corner all by himself. Nobody wants to pass him the ball. <laughs> go ahead and pass it to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, and the, you got to, to credit the Grizzlies' defense, honestly. I mean, without Dylan Brooks, because everybody's been saying over the past few weeks, oh, the difference in the Grizzlies' defense from – you know, last in the league to first in the league is Dylan Brooks. Well, they don't have Dylan Brooks. Right. And they still play good defense. They really brought it last night. So, I mean, yeah, the Lakers' fit issues are bad, but, I mean, the Grizzlies have been great defensively lately. I kind of have to give them credit there. Um, it is LeBron's birthday, I believe, today, uh, 37 years old. It's also Tass's wife's birthday today, so happy birthday to yeah. uh, Danielle as well. Yeah. But this is a wild run that LeBron is on, Tass, uh, numbers-wise, but yeah, none good. of it resulting in victories here, as Trey said. Like, what, he's on this crazy run where he's just, you know, scoring over 30 points per game, filling up the box score, shooting a great percentage, hitting threes, and uh, I believe in the last six, the Lakers are one and five. It's really, really strange here. It is odd. They, uh, they could use Anthony Davis out there, obviously, when uh, it comes to the end of the game and LeBron is doing absolutely everything. It's just everything drops off besides him and Russ is having difficulty carrying this offense now. I think, you know, if uh, Malik Monk swings that ball to Russell Westbrook, a good thing happens, but I, I kind of, I don't, I don't think like everybody else thought he didn't want to pass it to Russell Westbrook in the corner. We saw Russell Westbrook make a play a couple of weeks ago from the corner to Austin Reeves for that game winner. And it was a great play. I, I think the body that was flying in front of Malik Monk, uh, kind of made him think twice, and he kind of blocked the the passing lane to Russell Westbrook. He made it. He made a big boo boo. It was like J.R. Smith like for a second there. You're playing beside Braun. Maybe you get the nerves. I don't know. Uh, but uh, nobody else can really pick it up. And and I thought Malik Monk at least was a guy who was driving last night and making plays. And he seemed like the the second best uh, Laker, but. Yes. Yeah. The fit is bad. Uh, there's just such a drop off after LeBron, really. And uh, I still think, you know, people excited for the Lakers in the first half. Hope you didn't sell your Lakers stock because they were looking pretty good. They're beating this Memphis Grizzlies team and they still will pose a threat uh, when it comes to the playoffs if Anthony Davis is healthy. But yeah, LeBron is putting together this stretch because he has to. Uh, he wanted to chill, I'm sure. He wanted AD and Russ to take the torch here through uh, the first half of the season, but he's having this run again like he does every year where he proves he's one of the best players in the league, but just needs uh, a little help because, man, the roster just <laughs> struggling uh, big time behind him. Let's keep it going here. We had uh, Metu hitting the three in the corner at the buzzer as the Kings beat the Mavericks 95-94. Now, two uh, two feel-good moments, really, from this game. First one is obviously Metu hitting the corner three, um, just to set it up. You had Dallas leading by two with, like, 33 seconds to go because Jalen Brunson, who had an awesome game, is playing well. Guy's going to get paid. He had a short little jumper. Then you had Porzingis hitting some free throws. Barnes missed a layup at the rim, like a nice nice attack, nice spin. Left hand sort of botches it pretty badly. 
But then the Mavericks run a brute. You thought the Lakers' final possession was bad. Go watch the Mavericks' final possession where they're trying to kill clock. I get all that, but I think they went a little overboard doing that. And it ends in a a 24-second violation after, like, Porzingis basically airballs a shot by, like, eight feet because he's got to chuck it up there. So this sets up, eventually, De'Aaron Fox driving down the lane, um, attacks hard. The help comes. I mean, he's either going to dunk and tie this game up, maybe get to the line, maybe hit a little floater. He sees Metu in the corner, throws it out to him, splash right in front of the Mavericks bench. So, hell of a play. Fox creating that. Metu to knock it down. Awesome. And a good Kings win. I mean, they need all of them that they can get. The other feel-good moment, Isaiah Thomas signed a 10-day contract with Dallas earlier this week under the COVID-19-related hardship allowance. So he's here in Sacramento, and the Golden 1 Center gave him a rousing ovation when he comes into the game. Uh, then he airballed a shot, but then he hit a shot, and they were loving that. And for those that don't remember, he spent his, uh, what was it, first three seasons, I believe, in, in Sacramento there after being the final pick of the 2011 draft, number 60, Mr. Irrelevant there. So, yeah, good win from the Kings um, against a team I heard on the Daily Ding, Andrew. Um, I, I guess it was Will saying, feels like 18 teams are uh, trying for the play-in tournament right now yeah. or uh, in contention. So, you know, if the Kings are going to be one of those teams, they have to be a team like the Mavericks that's missing Luka and a bunch of their guys. And and they pulled it out. I don't know if anyone has any notes on the old Kings-Mavs game on a Wednesday night right before the end of the year. <laughs> but have at it if you do. Because, uh, again, nice shot from Metu. Nice play by Fox. And then the IT moment was a little fun. And, and Brunson, I, I don't want to gloss over him as well. He's playing. He is playing really well for Dallas. Uh, and I know you talked about that a little bit, Andrew, on the, on the ding this morning. Yeah, I've I've been super impressed with what the Mavs have been able to do without Luka. You know, on paper, this shouldn't have been much of a contest, mm-hmm. but the Mavs continued to compete. So I've I really enjoyed that. And it was good for De'Aaron Fox to have that moment at the end where he he gets the assist because he was just being targeted. It on was the other pretty end. it was pretty brutal on defense. Uh they were they were hunting him. They had Davion Mitchell out there, the rookie who was back in the lineup last night, who played really well too. Uh, and they did not want him guarding Jalen Brunson, so they they got their guy and De'Aaron on him, and it and it helped the Mavs. I mean, if they didn't goof up that final possession, the Mavs really were on the way to winning that game. Yeah, for sure. What it's so weird with Fox and like being a at times a defensive liability because I remember when he first yeah. came to the league, we we're like, this guy's a lockdown defender. Guys are ducking him. They don't want any part of him. And it's like, and he's super athletic, of course. Uh, but it's true. He's, he's, he has not been a lead on that end. Uh, what he appeared to be early in his career, and that's gone away. Maybe it's because he's doing asked to do more on the other end. He's tired. He's just not putting the effort. Maybe he's just tired of playing at Sacramento. Who knows what it is? But uh, yeah, that was strange. They were just going at him for sure, picking him out. Anything to add to this task, to this game? Uh, well, Chemezi Metu, great name, hits the game winner. <laughs> I believed in this guy. Remember when we called our summer league game? He was playing for the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs and yeah. I thought, well, yeah, this is a this is a Spurs player right here. He's going to come along and be a a rim runner and block shots. And yeah, hasn't really had a a lot of moments in the league. But then came out and had this one. And uh, it was a really full Isaiah Thomas experience. Uh, yes, I was a sicko watching this game on a Wednesday night here <laughs> going into the new year. And the Isaiah Thomas experience was comes in. Yeah, the King fan love him. Uh, he's he's everyone's favorite, but he comes in, air balls it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter. He's going to come out and fire away. Bangs home the next shot uh, because he was because he's IT and he will shoot. 
And uh, yeah, that made me feel good. The IT experience is a it's a it's a great experience. Um, it's shout uh, out to Johnny Flynn. Yeah, I like that shot. It made me feel good. <laughs> you watched this game? Yeah, yeah. I watched. Yeah. The no ending. way. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. God, I love basketball. Trey. <laughs> you guys got to get some other hobbies. <laughs> Skeets is like going what? through and looking up every quarter of every wedgie. Tass watched Kings versus a decimated Mavs team. Yeah. Watch sickos, Dune man. or something. We're sickos. What yeah. we Just do something else. Too late to watch Dune. This game was at like 11 p.m. I can't watch Dune that late. <laughs> I'll be thinking about Dune all night. While this game, I'll forget about it the next moment. Although it seems like I guess I do. I do remember it last night, but uh, <laughs> Dallas seven and fourteen in their last twenty-one against the Kings. That's weird. That's a weird. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, that is strange. Brandon Knight's on the, the Mavs. That's a weird. Oh yeah. Oh man, Brandon you, Knight. We, we almost should. Have, we should have a complete show dedicated to like just pointing out guys on rosters right now. And like, holy crap, that guy! Wow! And then just tell stories about what you remember of that player, and we can do, of course, I mean, we can do a trivia. I think we would fail miserably at it. Like, which team is this guy on? Like, the who he play for? But on on steroids, Andrew, because it's insane. Yeah, it's impossible right now. <laughs> it's absolutely impossible. Even for the sickos like us. Uh, and also, Trey brought up the uh, Johnny Flynn clip, so let's play it here. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel good. Just That's a good. genuine moment. <laughs> John, Johnny Flynn just fascinated with uh, Lee Ellis back in the score. I days. like your accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you just said about cricket, but I like you. You make me feel good. Uh, Lee, uh, right. Lee, Lee Ellis will be back soon. He's in Canada. Really? He, he was doing, I don't know if he will be back, but he, speaking of accents, he's been doing a ridiculous Canadian accent when he was on the show. Yeah. Uh, and that just reminded me of uh, something I did watch, Trey, the last few days. I watched The Alpinist. It's about a oh, yeah. about it's a late uh, Canadian soloist gets up on those mountains, doesn't need a freaking rope. He doesn't need a rope. Uh, uh, Mark Andre Leclerc. It was a great story. Spoiler: It turns out he needed a rope. Um, well, that was that's not what killed him, my friend. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, true. that's not what killed him. It's an avalanche. Yeah, true. His rope true. was there. They went back and they saw the yeah, rope afterwards. Anyways, don't watch it if. Uh, Spoiler alert. Anyways, it, it is a good, it, it, it was, it was a very good film, but that had me shook. And, but uh, speaking of accents. Wait, Batman, why did you bring that up? He had, yeah, that oh, man yeah, had a Canadian yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah, he, had, he had a Lee Ellis from Canadian Squamish, accent. British Columbia or something, wasn't he? It's pronounced uh, Alpinist and not Alpinist. <laughs> You're thinking of the movie with Adrian Brody. <laughs> okay. I am. Okay. I am. <laughs> Um, okay, next game. Let's go. Here we go. Eric Bledsoe. Tass, you love this shit. Uh, yeah, big fourth quarter. <laughs> Clippers held off. Uh, mountain pun. Ice cold Celtics, uh, who I'm sure, Tass, you've got the stat in front of you, couldn't hit a shot to save their life from downtown. Um, but the Clippers pulled this out, and the Celtics, my God, they... <laughs> They look bad. Tatum wasn't playing and all that, but man, this this squad, I will be shocked if they don't do something here at the deadline. For sure. Trade for Al Penist. Do something. <laughs> uh, they, they absolutely. Alfred Penist. <laughs> <laughs> they need to. Uh, yes. Um, uh, yes. Maybe, what, what they shoot from three? You got maybe, that? Maybe like a pianist, uh, they need to work on their finger strength or something. The way they shot the ball at four for 42, 9.5%. <sighs> 
I saw Andrew tweeting about this yesterday. Is uh, it's rare uh, to see the uh, the bench players shot far better than the starters. Starters shot one for twenty eight from three, and uh, the expected percentage was far better. I'm not going deep into those numbers, but basically the point is. They were open threes that they were missing, and they're mm-hmm. one of 18 from three in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, so an ugly game. Didn't want to watch this whatsoever. Yeah, the Clippers managed to pull it out. Um, it was a strange watching. Uh, my former favorite, Eric Bledsoe, just running the show in the fourth quarter because they're without Paul George or Reggie Jackson right now. I liked when the ball went through Marcus Morris more, who – he was scoring 20 per game for the Knicks only a couple of years ago. He had a game high 23, but somehow Eric Bledsoe was, was able to keep this team afloat. And these are the kinds of wins that they need here as they go on the road and uh, and try and stay afloat without Paul George for the next few weeks because they've had a really, really home-heavy sked and they need road wins, period. And so this was uh, this was a, a strange, strange game. And maybe they had read uh, John Hollinger's article on the art on the Athletic recently that said maybe we might not get a playoff game in Los Angeles this year because of the way the Lakers and Clippers are playing. Now there's mm. there's lots of hope. There's lots of hope for the Lakers and hope for the Clippers. But this was uh, this was just an ugly game that. Yeah, the Celtics obviously should have won. Uh, this is a weird stat here. Jalen Brown had 36 field goal attempts, zero assists. Only other time that that's happened in franchise history where a guy's taken that many shots without zero with zero assists, you can probably name him. Think about it. A Boston Celtic who let her Antoine rip. Walker. Yeah. yeah. He had 49 points. With zero assists once upon a time. That's a that's a wild stat there. But yeah. It, it's all, it's always like a funny stat in Jalen Brown's instance. I don't know about Antoine Walker as much. Like I'm sure maybe he wasn't actually passing the ball, but we just said nobody could hit a three. It's not like Jalen Brown wasn't passing the ball to other guys. It's just nobody could hit one. But he's also a soloist. He also oh, yeah. he also <laughs> yeah, wants sure. to he wants He doesn't need he, a rope. Yeah. Yeah, he kinda he he's a he's a shoot first shoot first guy, and uh, they need somebody. They need a connector for sure. They're desperate for a guy who can create for others because Marcus Smart's not doing it, and uh, yeah. and he wasn't playing last night. Yeah, and Schroeder's not doing it, and so they're they're struggling on that end. And I just wonder as they go to the trade deadline here. You know, Brad Stevens went up to the front office. Is this a is this a team that maybe we're seeing the end of as a as a unit? I mean, they got to make some sort of Something. move. I think. I would think so. Trey, do you do you think the Celtics will look to be active here in the next month? I mean, now whether that means moving off of Brown or Tatum, like splitting up their All Star duo, that's a that's a big big decision. But around the fringes, making a move, maybe getting a guard like Tasset, a playmaker, somebody to connect them. What do you think? They need to make a move, and they shouldn't split up Brown and Tatum. I agree that uh, Jalen Brown can be a little bit of a soloist. Jason Tatum, when he's playing, he's a soloist. Dennis Schroeder, big-time soloist. Josh Richardson, soloist. They need an accompaniment <laughs> man. Somebody to slap the bass. Somebody to be oh, uh, playing the drum set in the background. They need somebody who is going to literally move the ball and, and pass it. Because like you're saying, Jalen Brown would make plays, but... A lot of times the ball is just finding its way back to him and they're like, well, you shoot it. We don't have anybody else that wants to. Peyton Pritchard, Peyton Pump faking Pritchard out there. He had some open shots that he couldn't take in in the fourth quarter, but he did not want to take them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably because everybody was broke last night, but this team was 500 last year. They're below 500 this year. 
They got to the conference finals way back in the Kyrie Irving days. Looked like they were going to be on top of the world, maybe one of the, the next best teams in the Eastern Conference. They've been chasing that ever since. I personally don't think that the pairing of Brown and Tatum is the problem. To me, you would try everything else before you split them up, but something else has to be done because, I don't know, you can't just keep running the same team out there, keep losing in the first round. Yeah, Boston now 16-19, and 19, lost three in a row. They lost uh, in Milwaukee, in Minnesota, uh, which was a very bad loss, and then, yeah, lose last night because they couldn't hit a shot to save their life. They got a couple games at home here against the Suns, the Magic, and the Spurs, and then they got a... Uh couple funny little sets where they play the Knicks twice in a row and then the Pacers twice in a row as well. So uh, we'll see if they can turn it around. Tassie kept saying this this squad just screams 500. They're a 500 team. So they got to do some winning here to get back to 500 because that's how bad it's gotten. Yeah, but they have a positive point differential. They should be winning <laughs> more games. Sixth highest point differential in the East. It's a, just a strange scenario. It just seems like that chemistry ain't there that they, they did have a couple of years ago. Um. Could you just go, Andrew, to Tass's solo for a second? Let's make him a soloist because uh, Sophie just had a great uh, comment here in the stream team. Tass has got the matching hair, beard, shirt, and mic combo going right now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice him until I saw it. Obviously planned. <laughs> it's incredible. It's really amazing looking. Like, can't, can't not see it now. Uh, great stuff there from sorry, the stream sorry, team. There you go, a little, little muffy muff. Oh, that's your, oh, you don't you don't need to hit it. Why are you hitting it? I'm not it? hitting it. I'm oh, not hitting it. I'm stroking oh, it. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. uh, that's going to be interesting listening for the audio only people. Um, <laughs> other games. I'll chuck them all at you, TK. Uh, well, we know where Trey's going to go, but. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to chuck them all at me. Steve. Okay. <laughs> Let's just talk about the Bulls beating the yeah. Hawks for the second time in three nights. And like you said, running their winning streak to five in a row. How about it? Yeah, I closed up the butcher shop for the holiday season. I wanted to enjoy some things with my friends and family, but a special customer came in last night, opened up the shop for him and said, Vucci, it would be my honor to roll that beautiful beef footage. Sweet Vucci, baby, had 20 rebounds. Bulls. Beef. That's a lot of roast beef, which is rebounds. Oh, yeah. Bulls are back and the beef is back. The first 20 rebound game for the Chicago Bulls since Pau Gasol in December of 2014. Seven years without a beef. I was very happy to see uh, a Bulls player squeeze one in here. In the year of the beef, you know, it launched in 2021. Great to get one in. And Vucci, ravenous for that beef. He had 15 boards uh, against the Pacers on Sunday night. Then he had 17 against the Hawks uh, on Monday night in the win. And then 20 last night uh, against the Hawks again. And they kept him in just to get 20 rebounds because they were up by about 25 with five minutes left. And they were just clearing out the lane. Like, let anybody grab the board, uh, and Vooch did it. He's been playing actually really well since the Bulls got back uh, from their little postponement. Also, the first five-game win streak for the Bulls since they won seven straight when Nikola Mirotic came back after getting jacked in the face back in 2017. And this is also the first five-game win streak of Zach Levine's career. 
He had a couple of four-game win streaks earlier this year. That was big news for the Bulls. Now he's actually getting five. The Bulls have been beating up on some really bad teams since they came back, mm-hmm. but they've also been destroying them, which is exactly what you want to see uh, from one of the better teams in the league. So, you know, I was feeling pretty good. I actually stayed and watched this entire fourth quarter just to see that last beef. Oh, you're the sicko. Vooch, man. You're the yeah, sicko. Exactly, exactly. How dare you right, say we're sickos? You're sick. <laughs> Yeah, see, when I consider it, when I'm watching 29 NBA teams, that's work. When I'm watching the Bulls, that's a hobby. It's leisure, yeah. That's right, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, the Bulls were, I guess, playing another NBA team, but were they last night? Trey Young was back. That was good for Atlanta. But I think the Hawks have, correct me if I'm wrong, there's something like 15 guys in health and safety protocols right now. And, and Hawks fans are like, what the hell is going on here? Why are our games not being postponed? You know, Bulls got hit with this uh, a couple weeks ago. The league wisely, you know, postponed a couple games, didn't have the bodies to go. And the Hawks, I mean, they keep pulling up these like no-name guys and, 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 and like a lot of teams are, but it is weird task that some teams, for whatever reason, are like, okay, well, that game's postponed. And then others are sort of like forced, if you want to call it that, to go through with it. Uh, like this Hawks is a pretty good example of that. This, there's nobody playing on this team right now. Yeah, and it's uh, doubly as odd for the superstar player on a team to be saying, "Why aren't our games postponed?" I mean, he is <laughs> Trey Young is mentioning uh, that he would like to have these games postponed. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, when you're getting into uh, the double digits. What's going on? But yeah, they got swept here by the Bulls in, in two straight yeah. games, and uh, yeah, they've they've got nobody. Uh, they don't. They, they don't. You know, they're starting Reddish and, and Capella alongside Trey Young. So that's, I guess, that's enough to play a game. Uh, well, you need but, eight guys. You need eight guys to play a game. And it's just whether or not you can get those call ups, those, uh, you know, the the, the two way guys or whoever you can get up there to play in time, Andrew. And that's. Sort of the, the league then says, okay, that's enough. They, they they can go. Otherwise, then it gets postponed. You can't win games with Cat Barber and Charlie Brown? Ah, <laughs> some great names. We're getting so many good names. Hold on, hold on. I thought Chandy. Charlie Brown was a Mav. This is, he was. Chondi This is a Chondi yeah. Brown. <laughs> is this Chondi Brown? Chondi <laughs> Brown. Brown. This is Chondi Brown. Oh, what you, you don't know really anything is. about this league. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. We brought you on for your deep knowledge of this league. Uh, it says C. I didn't know there was another C. Dot Brown Jr. Yeah, in the NBA. And they're both juniors. And this wow. one was a Laker, but the Lakers said, no, nah, we're too good for Chandy Brown. So the, the Hawks picked him up. Yeah, this is wild. Uh, but maybe, maybe it's uh, – a bit of a, a blessing and a curse that their G League team is just down the road in College Park. Here we are in Atlanta. They you know pull guys up and they come on up and and they're playing there. Uh, even even their draft picks that they wanted to play, who I'm sure they were excited to bring up from the College Park, are now um, in protocols. Yeah, everybody is. Everybody, even West of One dudes around again. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Trey, what are you going to do with all these um, these holiday beefs that you missed? You actually missed a, a couple. Like, what's the what's the what's the plan here? Those just hanging in a in a meat locker somewhere? Like, are you just- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're drying in my uh, my beef closet. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's a couple of Jokic beefs. And a Gobert beef yep, that I'm missing. Right. I'll put them all together on a holiday okay. beef platter for you next week. <laughs> Ooh, charcuterie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, and then, I mean, the other games from last night, I'll just throw them at you guys. Uh, you had Burks and the Knicks. That bench from New York playing a lot better than the starters. They got past the shorthanded Pistons, 94-85. Hornets, 
took control early. They held on to beat the Pacers. Booker has 38 points. Hello. Suns beat the Thunder to end a two-game skid. And then Gobert and the Jazz beat the Blazers without uh, Mitchell in the lineup. And the Blazers continue to uh, fall apart as well. Um, anything on those guys, uh, on those games, guys, uh, that you really wanted to get in there? Anything, especially from the OKC game, uh, Andrew? Were you down at the... Uh, where was that one played? I don't even remember last night. It was in Phoenix. Oh, that was in Phoenix. Excuse me. Yeah. It's a big Aaron Wiggins night. Oh, yes. Another... <laughs> People might be confused when they see A. Wiggins in the, in the last <laughs> yeah, For sure. Uh, he's played well. Right. Yeah. He's, uh, but, you know, some, this is, there's also like this element of somebody has to score the points, mm-hmm. you know, when guys are out. Mm-hmm. So everybody's asking me, is, is this a real guy? Is he a real player? I'm like, I have no idea. Said ask me ask me in four weeks. Right, I right. have no clue. Yeah, it's tough to tough to say with a lot of these guys. You're right. So somebody actually has to just score the ball out there in these games. Yeah. And they're all NBA players too. I mean, they're they're good. They're talented. Especially these guys that get the, the two-way calls up call-ups. If there's one thing they're generally good at, it is like shooting and scoring. Uh as they try and like stick around the fringes of the NBA. So good on good on Wiggins. The other one. <laughs> What's uh, his first name, Skeets? What's his first name? Uh, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. You're looking in the stream team. I forgot it no, too. No, I'm not. I actually wasn't. I, I, knew, I knew that one. I knew that one. How are we feeling about the Blazers right now? Like, what's the like? What's our temperature on the Blazers? <laughs> They're gar- 13 and 21. Yeah. They, they were garbage when Lillard was struggling. Because they can't stop anybody. And it turns out they're still garbage when when Lillard is back to more Lillard-like levels. I know he took a lot of shots to get to his 32 or whatever it was last night. But they still can't stop anybody. Yeah. They're, they're, like, that's depressing. I mean, yeah. there's some depressing teams right now in the league. Yeah. Oh, man. There really are. I mean, Cameron look, McGriff. There's what? a guy on the Blazers named Fred's Cameron brother? McGriff, the crime dog, the crime <laughs> pup himself, Cameron McGriff. I'm going to edit this on basketball reference real yeah. quick. The Who are these pup. people? The crime pup. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, I have some um, some sad news. Uh, Tass may want to uh, do earmuffs here. May want to take that, that windsock off of your mic and put it over at least one of your ears. <laughs> because the Cavaliers guard Ricky Rubio is going to miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Uh, the team announced this on Wednesday. He injured his left knee, which is the same knee Rubio tore his ACL in back in 2012. Uh, back with the Wolves as a rook. Until this point, Rubio had played in all 34 of the Cavs games this season and it played well. I mean, maybe not an all-star like Tass had predicted in the preseason, but 13 points, six and a half assists, four boards, and had a major impact on Cleveland's turnaround here as probably the surprise team uh, of uh, the 2021-22 season so far. So Tass, I saw you on Twitter. I saw how Legit, like, bummed out you were and everybody was uh, with this Rubio news and and just the non-contact injury, and he's out for the season. Everybody loves Ricky. I think it's a universal love for Ricky Rubio, so everybody was hurt uh, when they saw this happen, and especially when Ricky went down, he knew it was a major injury. He told his guys, like, nah, don't pick me up. It's not one of those. Mm-hmm. He knew. And uh, Kevin Love, who saw him go down with the first ACL injury way back in the Minnesota days in 12-13, said that he looked exactly the same and uh, reacted exactly the same. And unfortunately, the same injury twice. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, very, very difficult to to swallow as yeah, a Cav fan, as a Ricky Rubio fan. And Kevin Love said he was, you know, just obviously torn up uh, for Ricky. And 
you know, it's it's you know, what ifs uh, always happen in the NBA, and I think this is a, a legitimate what if when Ricky Rubio went down in his rookie year, the the Mavs were I mean, the Mavs, the Wolves were above five hundred midway through that first season, and he went down, and the, the course of the team changed, and they missed the playoffs uh-huh. for a decade. I think it could have been a very different team, you know, being five hundred there with uh, Ricky at the helm, and yeah, now he's a backup, uh, but he ends games as uh, as their guard alongside uh, Darius Garland because he's that good and. Hopefully he can bounce back uh, from this this injury a second time here in his 30s because there are I, I saw the uh, the names going around only a few guys who have had sustained that same injury mm-hmm. uh, twice to the exact same body part Michael Red Rubio and uh, there was a third. Yeah, there was. I don't remember. There was. There was. <laughs> there definitely was. Why is it a forgettable third? I don't know. Why yeah. can't three men remember three names? <laughs> Jabari uh, Parker. Jabari That's Parker. It. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so cool. hopefully he can come back uh, because, yeah, I, th- I you know he's not a guy whose game totally relies on athleticism, but um, yeah, you can see him still being a, a, a contributing guard into his thirties if he's able to heal. Unfortunate for him, he's going to free agency, but he will be a part of somebody else's team. Not agreeing with. A couple people in the stream team who saying, are saying his career is done. No, sir. No. He will be back and uh, be playing well for somebody because he's uh, – I don't know. I, I just feel terrible for the guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and look, the Cavs already already lost Sexton to an injury. Now Rubio. I mean, it's really just Garland, who's currently out, should be back, I think, soon. But that will be really their only playmaker of any sorts, I guess. Kevin Pangos, baby. Uh, yeah. He will Light. get a, a chance in a, in a backup position there. But Rubio and Garland, when they were on the floor together, I'm sure you guys saw this stat going around. They had a, a plus 16.1 net rating in 512 minutes, like a decent chunk of time. The best of any two-man lineup in the league that's played at least 500 minutes together. So those two were really clicking. And I think what people, when you think of Rubio, you think of like at this point being a vet and probably like a calming factor for the Cavs. And you think of like his playmaking and especially like you said, Tass in late game situations, like he's not going to make the wrong mistake uh, generally, but what gets overlooked with him and probably for his whole career to some extent entering Wednesday night, the Cavs had the second best defensive rating in the NBA, uh, which is, which is amazing when you consider when since LeBron left, they've been no higher than 25th over like the last couple of years. Now is that, is that Mobley? Is that Jared Allen? Hell yeah, like for sure. But Rubio is no slouch as like a perimeter defender uh, and a smart perimeter defender. So they could lo- um, they could be hurt on the on the defensive side of the ball as well. And people are wondering, are they going to be active here at the deadline now even more to try and keep the good vibes going with this season, Andrew? And it, it, look, you could you go one of two ways. One, you just try and get like anybody to like sop up some point guard minutes uh, like a vet like I saw Jeff Teague's name being thrown around like you know you just like get a guy that can obviously play in the league and it's not gonna like kill you not that he's gonna take you to the next level but then other people wondering like whoa could they could there be a buyout situation with Drogic and we all think he's going to Dallas but could they get involved in in that the Cavs and then there's the whole thing of the Ben Simmons trade too which obviously comes back around too and and whether that makes them more likely to to try and put something together yeah. What do you give up in a in a Ben Simmons trade? The Cavs. The Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sexton is 100% involved. Yeah. And then that's weird then because the Sixers are trading a guy that doesn't play for a guy that can't play right now. It's that like right. that's the weird part of that whole thing. Yeah. Uh so that I don't I don't quite understand that one. I th- yeah. I think that I think they just need I mean, there's no expectation. Like 
kind of maybe living in the no expectations is okay for the Cavs right, for right, the season, right, and letting their young guys grow a little yep. bit. That's kind of that's kind of where I like. I don't think you need to do anything drastic. You don't need to make a big trade. You don't need to trade a draft pick. Like just if you can pick somebody up for very little, do it. And if not, you know, let your young guys develop. Give Isaac Okoro some space yep. to to kind of develop a little bit. Yeah, Trey. Any uh, final thoughts here on the unfortunate Ruby inju- Rubio injury? I think they're going to have to trade Rubio and Sexton, put them in a deal. You have Kevin Love, who's been playing a little bit better now. You can at least combine those three and say, we've got the salary for Rubio. We've got the potential signing for uh, the next season with Sexton and a, a decent vet in Kevin Love, who maybe you could, if you're the, if you're whoever the, the Cavs trade with, you could flip him as well if you really wanted to. But they're so close to making the playoffs, six games above 500, haven't been back, haven't had really any spark outside of the beginning of last season since LeBron left. I think it's worth trading those guys who aren't really going to be part of this Cavs team of the future just to make the playoffs and get some uh, potential postseason minutes for a Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. We will see. Going to take our first break. When we come back, we will hit the beach. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. All right. We're ending the season here, or the calendar year, I should say, 2021. We thought, let's get to the beach and answer a few catch- questions. <laughs> I can't talk. Yeah. Let's just get to 2022 already. <laughs> oh, to the beach, Andrew. Yeah, we're on the beach. There we go. First one. Sup, boys? I was watching the Hornets jazz game when Eric Collins mentioned a random fact. Donovan Mitchell is listed at 6'1", but wears size 17 shoes. 17! I spent the rest of the game helplessly staring at Spida's floppers. (laughs) 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 Never, ever heard shoes called floppers. What is something you've randomly learned about a player in the NBA that you can't stop thinking about? Another example, Desmond Baines. T-Rex arms, his, uh, you know, very short arms. Kevin Willis, like, it's true. He's got a lot of muscles. Uh, keep the classic rolling. That's from Alejandro in Tampa. So, Tass, that's a fun one. What's something you've learned, maybe randomly or not, about a player that now you just, like, can't let go of? You can't stop thinking about? Yeah, the Donovan Mitchell one, that's that's a good one. I Googled that as well. What are the foot size of this man? And 17 is what comes up, so I believe it. Six one. I don't like knowing this because all I'm going to look at are those floppers now. (laughs) Helplessly staring at Spida's floppers. (laughs) What a phrase. Uh, well, yeah, there's something that uh, I noticed. Well, it's actually something my good friend Ryan Seton noticed um, that I, I'm going to use for my answer. And mm-hmm. I, I preface this answer by saying this is very mean. 
But uh, wow. I'm comfortable saying it because, number one, Zaza Pachulia stepped under Kawhi Leonard in 2017. Did he do it on purpose? Who knows? But also because I've never had my life threatened more than by Georgians uh, who wanted Zaza Pachulia in the All-Star game. If you remember, Zaza Pachulia was nearly making the All-Star game. And on the starters, we said, this guy does not belong in the All-Star game. I've been on the internet for a long time. Never had my life threatened more than that. So I'm okay saying this, which... <laughs> Is actually, I'm one person removed from it as well. So I'm really comfortable saying it. But uh, our friends, the Setton boys, uh, they won a, a contest back in the day when they were Raptor season seat holders way up top to go sit behind the Hawks bench when the Hawks came to town. Zaza Pachulia was playing for the Atlanta Hawks at the time. And uh, I just get a, a text uh, from my man, Ryan Setton. This was so far back. It was called a picture text. This was in 2006. He sent me a picture. It was a picture text. It wasn't It wasn't a picture because it was oh – anyways, who cares? It was Just a picture of Zaza Pachulia's <laughs> back. I said, there how was go. the game? And he said, this is Zaza Pachulia's back knee because he had a lot of pimples on his back. Uh, and now I'm very aware that Zaza Pachulia had back knee. I mean, that's all I got to say. That's my dumb answer to this question. <laughs> Zaza Pachulia's – Back knee. And so that was always a thing between me and the Setton boys. Uh, but uh, he said it's emblazoned in his brain that you see a seven footer with back knee and now he, he can't get it out of his head. Uh, so this is this is more his answer than mine. But that's the okay. only real thing I could come up with. I didn't what? have anything good. Didn't Sets, uh, Ryan Rhino also, wasn't he the first to notice the Andre Drummond um, uh, like shoulder hair? shoulder hair? Was that him? No, that was me. Oh, I gotta you. say, I, I gotta say, that was me. Can't believe you didn't go with that one. Yeah, that's Especially true. But then he shaved it. Talk, you're googling and stuff. Like he that. shaved it or waxed it. So okay, no okay. more. Wow. Uh, what do you got, TK? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, three face-related things that Tass has noticed over the over the years of the show. Number one, Paul George, tiny forehead. Mm. Yeah. Guy's got like a two head. Yeah. It's very, very low hairline. Uh, I think at one point, Task called Marshawn Brooks the tiny face killer because yeah, he's got face. such a small face compared yeah. to the rest of his head. And also, he once called Eric Gordon a 140 face because <laughs> his face fits perfect in the Twitter picture profile. So it's like 140 pixels <laughs> by 140 <laughs> pixels. Perfectly round face. <laughs> And so need- those are three for me that I'll never forget. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I think uh, Luka Doncic has kind of taken over for the, the pixel man. He's, he fills out that avatar very well <laughs> wow. for the profile photo. You're right, Trey. <sighs> what you said earlier about watching Sacramento, Dallas, I need some new habits. All I'm doing is noticing body parts of basketball players for the last 15 freaking years. I got to go. It's my wife's birthday. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I got to uh, go do some stuff. Andrew, do you have any any uh, answers for this? Uh, well, rookie Josh Giddy has a, a a nice birthmark on his left shoulder. Oh, boy. Okay. That I, that I look at quite frequently whenever I'm at the what, what makes a nice birthmark? It's it's large? Uh, it's, it's large. Okay. It's quite large. I thought it was a bruise and right. then it never went away. And so I just assume it's a birthmark. Okay, that's good. So, uh, yeah. Mine's a little different. You guys are like wisely like pointing out, you know, facial features or, or marks on their body. But for me, it's something that I, I learned that I can only now ever think uh, or at least relate to this person whenever their name comes up. And it's Daryl Armstrong. And when it, when you say Daryl Armstrong to most people, 
I think people think one of two things immediately. One, they think about the cups of coffee. Like this guy like notoriously would like <laughs> chug 10 cups of coffee like before a game or at halftime, if I remember correctly. That's that's weird. And the other thing you think of uh, is him doing the layup in the 96 dunk contest. So that's 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 fair. That makes sense. But I would add to that dunk contest one. And you guys know this because I, uh, I brought this story up a long time ago. I was re-watching that way back in the day, back in the starters day, the 96 dunk contest. And they kept saying on the broadcast when he was like doing his weird, you know, routine, which he did throw down one nice dunk. Everybody forgets that. Really nice first dunk. And then he like completely runs out of gas because for some reason, Daryl Armstrong was running the full length of the court for every dunk. It was when they did like the 90 second clock. It's really strange. But on the broadcast, they keep saying, they keep alluding to that Shaq was his coach in the dunk contest and they like they really pushed to get him in it too because he had barely played for the magic at that point him and penny were pushing to get him in it and then they keep saying uh he's got and they don't want to say what it is but they keep saying uh he's got some big shoes to fill he's got some big shoes to fill so i'm like that the shack big shoes big floppers um that must mean (laughs) that i bet daryl armstrong had a dunk uh plan that he was going to wear shack's shoes and try and dunk, like if he had made it past first round. And I remember asking Dennis Scott, who was teammates with all those guys. He's in the clip when you watch the 96 dunk contest on YouTube. Like Dennis Scott's there and he's grilling away and he's saying leave it and stuff like that. Uh, I asked him, I was like, was that the plan? And he's like, yeah. And then he blew my mind even more. He's like, he was going to put on Shaq's shoes and then jump over Shaq. And we were, we were like, what? How? <laughs> Like, there's no way. Like, he's not that athletic. Uh, so anyway, again, maybe you've heard me share this story before. I definitely shared it on the podcast a long, long time ago. But I only ever think of that when any, when Daryl Armstrong comes up, I'm like, man, that would have been, I would have, like, if we joke about him failing because he did some layups in the dunk contest, you imagine him trying to pull off this dunk where he puts on Shaq's shoes, funny, and then tries to dunk over him? No way. So. <laughs> You think you would have ran the full court wearing oh, Shaq yes. shoes? That would have been impossible. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> There's no way this would have worked, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that so now you hopefully will always think of that as well. And it was confirmed from Dennis Scott. He's like, absolutely, that was the plan that he was going to put on the shoes and try and dunk over them. So there you go. What size shoe does Daryl Armstrong wear? Mm, well, Ooh, he's probably 6'1 or something. Floppers. Yeah, no, Far he- smaller floppers. It's not like a, we're talking about a 6'10 guy. Wearing a 17 oh, or 18. Oh, he's six feet tall. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, you can go up a couple sizes in Shaq's shoes and maybe, maybe. Um, but that's a tiny guy compared to Shaquille O'Neal. I'm looking at a 10 and a half here. What? For, For Daryl Armstrong. No. <laughs> is, he jumping out, is he jumping out of the shoes I, and then over Shaq? I mean, it doesn't make me. I, think, I mean, if he's a 10 and a half, he could probably slip his entire shoe like his foot <laughs> in his shoe in the shack shoe 100 that's probably yeah. true yeah. Yeah. so maybe that was the plan and then they would be on there a little stronger man they would be like yeah he'd be jumping in like bricks that's weight he would have on his feet <laughs> here's an impossible trivia question for you one year ago december 13th 2020 there was an auction on everything but the house.com for an orlando magic number 10 daryl armstrong signed and one shoe size 10 and a half wow, one year ago what do you think it went for <laughs> daryl armstrong shoe i mean was it for charity do we we don't know i guess uh, I, I, that i don't know 400 bucks 
four hundred bucks. You could buy eight of these shoes <laughs> for four hundred bucks. Fifty-five dollars for size no. Daryl Armstrong shoe. <laughs> that's not a bad deal at all. Yeah, that's a great deal. We would put that on set. Oh my god. Uh, oh yeah. Final thought here to wrap up that question. We started with uh, Donovan Mitchell and his big flopper, seventeen. I actually was taken back when he said that Donovan Mitchell was only six one. I was like, well. I don't know. I just thought he was taller than that, right? Well, Seems like he's 6'3 to me. Totally. He's a 6'3, 6'4 <laughs> yeah. guy. He's like a Wade guy to me. Like, that's like right. what I think. 6'1, that's tiny. But that's like amazing. Wade, like Wade, probably listed at 6'3, maybe, you know, 6'2. No, he's, he's, he's listed, listed at 6'1. He's listed at 6'1, which means he's like six feet. Wow. Probably. That's pretty amazing. I always forget he won a dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah Shout out to, uh, uh, to Chuck. I think he was working with them. Uh, the Team Glass Brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. A couple more beach questions for you here. Hey, NDC. On Sunday night, I decided to do a fun $1 NBA parlay. I picked seven spreads. And after the end of the sixth game, I was six for six with only the Nuggets and Clippers game left. The Nuggets had to win by four and went up by 17 on the Paul George, Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson less clips. At that point, I assumed I would for sure win my $120 off a $1 bet. But then the Clips made it a game, and the Nuggets only won by three. Mm. One less point than I needed. What a bummer. And to pour salt in the wound, I could have cashed out for $78 instead of the 120 when the Nuggets were up 17. Wild. Uh, So my question, when is a time that you were too confident and or greedy and it came back to bite you right in the old arse? That is from uh, Michael Cohen. That's an unfortunate name. Um, but uh, yeah, not the real one. But Mike C wants to know <laughs> when call is the time. Yeah. yeah, let's call him Mike C. Um, this is just funny timing because, Tass, I think we were just talking about this off air the other day. We were sharing the story with, uh, must have been my buddy Grish slash our buddy Grish and maybe John John too. But um, we were in Vegas. We always went to Vegas for Summer League. We were there always way too long <laughs> and we wouldn't gamble every night. We wouldn't hit the tables every night. Like, in fact, like probably like only two or three times. Like we were at sometimes in Vegas for like two weeks, which is pure insanity, but we would only go play like a handful of times. And one night, uh, Tass, you'll remember this. Like we hit the, we hit the blackjack table with a lot of our uh, colleagues at the starters at a great time, just a great table, good vibes. And we were racking up the wins. It was, we were sitting there for a long time and, uh, did great, made a good amount of money for, you know, on a smaller table, I guess, and had a blast and the drinks were flowing. And then, you know, classic Vegas, as we're like calling it a night, oh, we got another show tomorrow. Oh, we're walking back to the to the elevator to go back to our rooms, to go to bed after this really, really, again, successful night at the blackjack table. Oh, yeah, there's a roulette table right there on our way there. Oh, what a convenient location for that. Maybe we should, uh, you know, just keep our good luck going. And sure enough, you weren't as bad as me. I remember you like were a little smarter. And I'm like, nah, all this winning. We're just going to like go big or go home. I just lost it. Like took hours to make it all. Again, had fun at least. Gone like that on, you know, whatever I played, black or red. So stupid. Just dumb, 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 dumb. Uh, and then, that's my story. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I feel like Bill Simmons talking about my, my, my gambling stories right now. Uh, let it all back. Let it go. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. What do you got for I, this? I hate roulette. Yeah, uh, roulette sucks. Don't ever play roulette. Um, well, 
this is the point of the show where I talk about my yard. Uh, I was well, I, got, I had some trees cut down in my my yard. Now, don't worry, environmentalists, they were dead. Had to get rid of them. Um, but I took it too far after the, the the tree choppers were gone. They took them away. I just started to think, well, I could cut this one back a little bit myself, trim this thing back a little bit myself. So I went in uh, to uh, to a couple trees. I, I was just literally cutting some, some branches back. Mm-hmm. And so I was like on my hands and knees because there were, there were these low, bushy tree things. And uh, I had a tree rub my head. And <laughs> the tree didn't like. Pat me on the head. Hey, hey, uh, but, <laughs> Cut me down a little bit. <laughs> uh, it, it actually just it actually just rubbed my head because I was down there, and uh, a few days later, got an allergic reaction from this elm wood or whatever the hell rubbed my head. But uh, yeah, I'm allergic to trees, so something something got me, and I just went a little too far. I needed to cut that bush. And uh, yeah, I didn't go out with my bee suit, so it scraped my uh, my bare head. And yeah, for weeks later on the show, I had uh, looked like I had kind of like uh, a birthmark, like I was Josh Giddy on my face because of that allergic reaction that I had. So cool story, bro, to me. <laughs> This is a story of you being too greedy. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair. It's a fair point. Well, yeah, it was like I was. I was just trying to trying to cut down a little too much, Andrew. And and when you answer questions for fifteen years on this show, Andrew, you got to shoehorn in some answers, and that's that's what I'm doing here. Oh, oh the trees are fighting back, as people are saying in the stream to you. Uh, Andrew, do you have wow. anything? For this question. Oh, I just have a ton of NBA Top Shot regrets, honestly. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's your best one? Oh, I had like a number six Zion Williamson. Yes. And I I sold it where, where I thought was like, I'm going to make some money. This is great. And this was like really early on in yeah. Top Shot. And then it like quadrupled <laughs> in like a week. Yep. And I am just like sick to my stomach every morning I wake up. I can't even open my computer. Like, it's, just, it's horrible. Man. It's horrible. Wow. I also bought way too many RJ Hampton moments at Summer no, League. I've I'm got a believer like, too, man. I've, I, I, He's I, an I, athlete. I think, I think I have eight of them of the same yeah, moment. Wow, They're like, stacking. you can buy as many as yeah, you want. Yeah. I was like, I said, I'll take, I'll take 10. I don't know what I was doing. I sold a few of them, 10. but it was just... It, I just I stare at those. Well, so they're yeah, they're actual good. moments from summer league. Yeah, they did this yeah. activation there in summer league this past wow. year. Yeah, yeah that's like sicko some summer league moments. Huge that's, sicko mode. That's huge sicko mode for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, that, those are great. That's a great answer. A lot of top shot regrets out there. The top shot hot boys and girls, <laughs> uh, I'm sure would agree. Uh, TK, what do you got for this? Yeah, I just uh, googled how big Daryl Armstrong's feet were. Thought it'd be good content for the podcast. Turns out he's got one of the sickest toes of all time. This oh, thing no. is disgusting. Like, I don't even want to put it on our stream. Sure. Wow. No, 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 no. This is... Oh, no. This is bad. Um, it says, Daryl Armstrong, dash. The extremes are surreal. You do not want to see this toe. <laughs> oh, I'm like, this, this toe could maybe fill up Shaq's entire shoe. It's, it's bad. If you're near a computer... Google this foot. Google Daryl Armstrong's oh, foot. No, uh, I, I it, is, see this. it is bad, man. It is, uh, I, don't, I don't like this at all. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Oh, it's gross. Okay. Let's <laughs> like you going. think you know about bad toes in the NBA. It looks like Daryl Armstrong might be the king of the bad toes in the NBA. It's like he's crossing his fingers. <laughs> But it's toes. <laughs> Good luck. They all together. Maybe he's maybe he should have not been wearing a size ten and a half. Yeah, maybe years. his feet yeah. were actually way yeah, bigger. Size up, bro. Shack shoes yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Get you, let let those uh, let those floppers breathe a little bit. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to one more. We're having a blast here. It's our final show of 2021. Hey, Dinky boys. Uh, my then girlfriend, now fiance introduced me to the starters back in 2014 and that has been one of the best things she has brought into my life that being said what is the best thing your significant others have brought into your lives p.s if you could give a shout out to alice from dallas that would be amazing love you guys awesome that's from mark h shout out to mark and alice special shout out to alice for bringing the starters slash now no dunks into uh, mark's life that is a that's that's next level stuff. Um, but Tess, you, you got an answer for this one? The best thing my significant other has brought into my life. What about everything? I mean, decency, um, patience, understanding. This is her birthday. And I'm here talking uh. to you guys about basketball <laughs> players' feet, uh, for God's sake. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go see her soon. And she's just so understanding. I'm going to pull up a photo of Daryl Armstrong's feet. And she's going to say, wow, that's interesting, Tess. That's cool. And then I'm going to pull up a photo of Shaq's feet. And I, I'll say maybe that's why they were slam dunk contest partners. They both have disgusting feet. Do you remember Shaq? He pulled out his feet on TNT, I think. Oh, yeah. They're gross. Yeah. 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 But, but that makes more sense. Like, he should have gross feet. Yeah. Yeah. He should. <laughs> he should. He looks like a guy who has gross feet. Well, anyway. it's also like, I mean, you, you can't have it all in life, right? <laughs> like, he's got... He's, he's, He's got the fame. He's got the fortune. He's hilarious. He's, you know, obviously one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Hell, he was a rapper, like going platinum. Like everything he did, movies. So give him bad feet. Give him ugly ass feet. That's like a fair, at least like trade off from the universe. What about you, Skeets? Would you trade it all, man? Would you get some weird toes to spend I, one no. night in the NBA? You've seen my feet. Hard... <laughs> yeah, man. You're no Daryl Armstrong. My though. feet are the opposite of Daryl Armstrong. My feet are going in opposite directions than they should be going. So, yeah, I would trade it all in a heartbeat <laughs> to have my to get rid of my bunion for sure, man. It's tough to to buy shoes and, and to hoop in, the, in shoes with my type of feet. My feet, you guys see my feet, my, my toes go like this. Like, that's no lie. It's like, what, what do you say? Oh, like it pointing away. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like a Lionel Holland's fingers. Yeah. It's like, my foot's feet. like, my, everyone's foot like this. And then my toes are going like that. <laughs> All of them together. Stay together. So yeah, I would, I would trade that in a heartbeat. Um, okay. So you're, so Danny again, happy birthday. Just, just bringing everything positive into Tass's life. Uh, yeah, not not good. oysters though. She doesn't like oysters. Oh yeah, she doesn't like oysters. We can't share that. You you do though. I do. Yeah, I'm not like a man. You think they're overrated? Yeah, yeah. It's you know I I I don't know. I haven't found the appreciation for them. Um, I, it's almost more about the uh, the sauce or the. Uh, you know, the toppings, whatever you call it, than no. the actual yeah. oyster for me. Yeah. I'm not mm. shucking all the time. Nah, I just could care less. <laughs> all right. You know, I, once I, you I, shuck. Would you, you- would you consider yourself, like, if you're going out to a restaurant with Danny, you're definitely not o- ordering oysters because she doesn't like them. I could. Right? Well, I could. She's, that's what I said. Well, I She's understanding. Could, 
Oh, she, wow. She lets you. She, yeah, she lets me. <laughs> do I need a, we need a contract? Like, well, what do you mean she lets me? <laughs> I mean, if she said, it's her, 50, she doesn't 50. like them. Well, I don't know how, that, like, I don't know if she doesn't like it. Does she get sick watching you eat them? <laughs> <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, she <laughs> loves it. Oh, wow. I'm kidding. Like, what no, a twist. She, when she gets sick? No, she doesn't get sick. Close your eyes, honey. I'm about to eat, a, about to eat an oyster. Uh, oh, the oh the, the server's bringing the oysters. You might just want just go to the bathroom for a couple minutes so you don't see so you don't see this. Because I'm about to shut. I only ordered six. Don't worry, it won't take long. It doesn't take. Yeah, long how many oysters do you order for yourself? I need a nice. I need three or four. That's so. So if we're we're ordering together, if it's the four of us, we're ordering a, a dozen for sure. Gotcha. That's all I need. One's yeah, not it's, enough. It's perfect. No, six, one's not enough, but I don't want many. six. Yeah, exactly. I want that. The, the, but I would. I also want to try a bunch of different ones too. One of each. Yeah. Oh, these ones are more briny. These ones are smaller. Oh, these ones from <laughs> PEI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, Andrew, what do you do? You have an answer for this question? I don't even remember what the question was. Oh yeah, best thing your significant others have brought into your lives. Yeah, uh, shout out to my wife, Amy. Hey. She's brought a lot of great things, including three children. But I think. I would say spicy food would be the one. Oh, Did not like that's spicy a good food answer. Before we got married, it has expanded my palate significantly since we've since we got married. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, you were a real white person when it came to food, were you? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Was it, it, embarrassingly yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Embarrassingly yeah. so. Yeah. Okay, I love that one. That's a. I could go with that one as well. With uh, with Nora bringing the spice into my life. What do you got, TK? Uh, on this road trip, Laura told me about the podcasts you're wrong about and maintenance phase. Mm-hmm. These are excellent podcasts. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you're wrong I enjoyed listening to them. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you know, all of the love and marriage stuff as well was pretty good. What's that? What was that second one you said? Uh, maintenance? What did you say? Maintenance phase is like the spinoff from you're wrong about hosted oh. by the same guy, Michael Hobbs. He's awesome. Uh, a lot of debunking going on. Love debunking. Nice. <laughs> I would love to hear an episode about oysters. Hear all about how they're not actually different despite what coast you get them on. Uh, but yeah, much recommended. Okay. Good stuff. Laura? <laughs> What's her birthday? <laughs> Come, not I can't. I'm not going to say her birthday on the You're podcast. Not I don't wife? Wa- no, I don't want people wishing her a happy birthday at all. <laughs> I'll handle that, okay? <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, all right, guys. Keep sending in your questions. Uh, NoDunks at TheAthletic.com. Email them in. You can tweet them in at NoDunksInc. You can leave them in the YouTube comments below any of our videos if you want to go that route as well. well of course, we'll be hitting the beach come 2022. Okay, Tash, you got the final tweet of the night for 2021. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet off. Okay, now these are from the weekend, so it's cheating, but I had to make sure we documented these historical NBA moments. I I had to make sure that these historical NBA moments were on this historical NBA podcast. I just, I couldn't live with myself if we didn't show you what Nikola Jokic did, because opening tip against the Clippers, he made referee Bill Kennedy chuckle so hard (laughs) that he had to stop and walk away to collect himself because Jokic starts twerking in the jump circle and and Billy just has to stop. He's never seen that before. Uh, Jokic is like literally like backing that thing up and and Billy has to walk away. Never seen that. Don't think it'll ever happen again. It is absolutely hilarious. And we're showing it to you here on YouTube on that, uh, that special 
great camera angle uh, that the Nuggets provided there. At first, Ivica Zubac, who's jumping with Jokic, is pissed, saying, come on, man, throw it up. I'm ready for this thing. And, uh, you know, we just got provided a beautiful moment. So let's just chill, Zubac. Let's watch this incredible moment. He cracks a smile at the end. He did. He did. Yeah. His Balkan bro was making everybody chuckle. So that was uh, that was great. Great moment from the weekend. I got another one. Definitely not as memorable and probably could have gone without it. But uh, Davon Reed shoots a free throw. The Clippers Brandon Boston starts tying his shoe while lined up. And he's rudely interrupted as the rebound comes directly to him. But very impressive because he's ready. He pops up while tying his shoe, collects the rebound, then passes it to a teammate, then goes back to tying his shoe. Yeah. Uh, so not a uh, monumental moment in NBA history, but just trying to fill out this show. I'm not sure why I'm filling it out. Yeah, we don't need – we don't we struggle don't, with that. Uh, <laughs> as Andrew Andrew's over there saying, yeah, long enough, guys. Can we stop talking about <laughs> your feet and stuff? Uh, but, Andrew's like mere minutes away, I believe, from your from your own vacation. Isn't that right? When you when you wrap yeah. up this show, you're you're on vacation. Uh, yeah, about to hit about to hit the beach myself. Oh. Pulling out the toes. You want us to send you some emails? <laughs> Pulling out the toes. <laughs> <laughs> See those toes. Get those floppers in the sand. Which oh, which right. beach are you hitting? A beautiful OKC beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, hitting the beach in Florida. Right. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Gulf Coast? Gulf Coast or East East Coast? Uh, I think we'll be going Gulf Coast. Yeah. You oh, think? I haven't decided you know yet. where you're going. <laughs> he hasn't decided yet. They're going to well, drive there. No, no, I mean, yeah, left or right. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'm taking my family to Disney. And, and we will be hitting the beach probably a day or two. Okay, there, nice. So. Nice, nice. Okay, and you have three nice. young boys as uh, young boys. I yeah. do have three young boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, awesome. Not you're not doing the TK driving thing though, are you? You gonna be putting some money? Oh no, no, no that would be no, super no, fun. No, yeah, no, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get this guy on vacation then. Let's start wrapping this up. Uh, Pick'em results brought to you by BetMGM. Monday night, it was an important game. TK, it was the Bulls here in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. The line was it started. It was at six and a half. Then it was five and a half. I believe we went with five and a half that the Bulls had to cover. It didn't matter in the end because they they covered comfortably. Huge victory for me because that put me into a tie with Tass for dead last for the month of November. We're both seven and 10. Uh, Lee also got it right. So he's clear. Trey's had an unbelievable month. He's like his own bulls there. He's 13 and four. He's good. We don't even need to hear from Lee and Trey with this pick tonight because Tass, it's, it's down to this because we had no show tomorrow. There'll be no pick on December 31st. What is our game? Where are we going? And this will ultimately, hopefully decide, I assume we're going to pick on opposite sides here, uh, of who's going to lose the month of December. What's the game? Well, it's uh, kind of a coin toss here. Right up your alley here, Skeets. Cleveland <laughs> going into Washington. Now, it's only a two and a half point spread. The Wizards are favorites. But two teams right now... Um, that you could you could pick either side is why I call it a coin toss. Although the yeah. Cavs are, are you know playing well, uh, they obviously have lost Ricky Rubio here for the season. So uh, the Wiz are favorites at home tonight. This will settle it. Will Skeets yep. have a fourth pick and payoff to pay to to pay off, or uh, will it be three one mm. for myself? So uh, who you got? Well, so do you want, can I pick first? Sure. sure. I feel like, well, I don't know. You feel like a Cavs man, but yeah, that Rubio loss. I'm going to go Wizards. Give me the home team. It's a small line. 
I need the Zards to win by three or more. My goodness. Here we go. Yes. Who's even playing in this game? No one knows at this Nobody point. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It doesn't matter. It's a bunch of G League guys going at it. All right, I'll get the Zards to win by three. I assume you're going to pick the Cavs. Maybe oh, it feels good to be riding the Cavs here, putting all my stock into the Cleveland Cavaliers because I've been feeling them all season. And yes, who knows who will, who will be playing, but you know what sickos will be watching. Oh, boy. Okay. I got Washington by two and a half. Tass has the Cavs to uh, keep it close enough. And uh, this will decide who will be paying off December's Pick'em. Sorry, sorry wife. A Pick'em payoff's on the line. Got to watch this game. <laughs> Can't go out for a birthday dinner? <laughs> no. Nope. You'll just be slurping oysters at home watching the Cavs Wizards <laughs> on her birthday. <laughs> on her day of all days. Uh, Email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at nodunksinc. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Nice deal on right now. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. We will return on Monday, January 2nd, I think. Is that the second on Monday or is it the third? Great question. Definitely the Monday. Yeah, it's the third. Okay. Monday, January 3rd. This is the weird time right now. I'm sure you guys agree. Like post-Christmas. Prior to 2022, prior to New Year, like this this month is a weird month. Like the other day, I thought it was Sunday, <laughs> and it was Tuesday, as it's just a uh, strange times in this dead week, as people call it. So we will be back on Monday, January 3rd. Hopefully, the five of us, the OG No Dunkers, will be in the Classic Factory for the first time. All five of us in there. Uh, Tass, JD, and I did a little test run while some of the other guys were gone, but hope to be all back. Until then, I want everybody to have a safe and a happy new year. Andrew, have a blast in uh, in Disney and on the beach there. Really appreciate you filling in for JD. Um, if you could buy me a magnet while you're there, that would be great too. <laughs> you need, you need, yeah, a, I need magnet. a magnet. I'm going to need a magnet. I'll ship you yeah, a magnet. You. Don't worry. Uh, until then, guys, again, happy new year. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And a final message here from No Dunks and from our good friend, LaMelo Ball. Happy New Year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace the day.